Hello, beloved. I am back with another episode. This is season six, episode nine of my personal testimony. And this is the half decade, five year period of 35 to 40 years old. So this five years was pretty uneventful, which is good. Um, the, the major event that I could think of that was pretty, pretty horrible was my sister-in-law passed away. Um, my best friend, my husband's sister. So that was very difficult for our entire family considering she was extremely young and it was just shocking and not expected. So that was very horrible. Um, I finished up during this five years of birthing all of our children. (laughs) So from 30 to 39, nine years, I birthed seven um, children. None of them are twins. And then, of course, we had our my oldest daughter. And this five years was actually when she became a teenager. And I do, again, want to put out there, I do have her permission to talk about I'm not going to go super personal because that's just weird and awkward, but it was rough. She was homeschooled from, she did kindergarten in, I'm sorry, uh, she did public kindergarten and then she was homeschooled from first grade all the way up until freshman year of high school. She begged and begged and we moved back to Tucson. Um, so we were a lot closer to my husband's family and she just really wanted to go to high school and public high school. And I was hesitant. Of course, we were definitely, that was not our plan. We always wanted to homeschool all of our children until they graduated, but I did want her to experience those things in high school, like prom, dances, football games, you know, school sports, all that stuff. So we decided to go ahead and put her in public high school. And we did feel like at that time that she had enough of a foundation in Christ, like growing up in the church and everything from, well, from, she started going to church with me when she was four. And then when my husband and I got married, she was six. So pretty much full time from six to 14, she was very, um, structured in faith and all that good stuff from four to six. It was a little iffy because my life was kind of iffy. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't super consistent. I was pretty consistent with going to church, but that was actually when she was removed from me and placed with her paternal grandmother and for a year and a half. So it was pretty rough. Um, four and a half to six. And then I pretty much got her right back before I married my husband when she was six. So anyhow, jumped to when she's 14 years old, we put her into public school. I know this is my testimony, but this is a very big, you know, growth thing that, 
you know, happened during my testimony. It was really rough. I would say 14 to, well, <laughs> I don't know if that rough spot's over. I don't think any of our rough spots are really over, you know. It's just the Lord guides us and helps us and leads us as we grow in, in Him and our relationship and our closeness with Him. So with our children, she, you know, she was our first teenager that we had ever raised. And there's such a big gap between her and our next that, you know, unfortunately... I don't know how many out there, if you do know what I mean, you know what I mean. The first one's kind of like the guinea pig, you know, because you don't know what you're doing. So <laughs> the, the teen years are rough, like no matter what school they're doing, no matter, you know, it's just, it's hard. Um, so yeah, it was real rough. She got shell shocked and she was so, we were very strict. We did not allow her really to do anything. And the other difference between her and our other children were, is that she had the influence from her paternal side, um, that she went over every other weekend and she, she was allowed to watch whatever she wanted. She was allowed to pretty much do whatever she wanted. Um, and that, you know, when she would come back home, it was totally different, very strict, very structured, very, you know, she basically, and I wish we could go back. I really, I really, that would be wonderful if what we know now. And, uh, we, poor girl, we didn't let her wear black nail polish because we thought it was from the devil. It was like, it was like come on guys, it's like pretty, which is weird because the church we were going to was not quote unquote religious at all. It was very free and very, you know, fivefold ministry, you know, um, I don't know, it just didn't seem like, but we were very strict as far as her clothing, what she wore, no makeup, no, like, dark things or whatever. So when she went to, um, public high school, it was a shock to her because she grew up for, you know, first grade until, you know, the end of eighth grade, not being part of like pretty much living under a rock and not being able to do anything and she went to a pretty large high school and it was you know wow your parents let you do this or oh wow you know and of course the boys you know she didn't really have except for church you know and youth group and all that stuff she wasn't really exposed to boys or boyfriends or whatever so the first semester was good she was on the swim team and she made friends and all that stuff <clears throat> excuse me but when she came back from christmas break she got a boyfriend she didn't want to play sports anymore her grades started going down and it was just rough sailing from there and she got into a lot of other stuff and she just basically when she was 14 years old told us I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get out of this house. And she did. She did whatever she could possibly do to get out of this house. She wanted to live wherever else she could. 
be with anybody else she could at all times. And it was very hard on my husband and I because he adopted her legally when she was 12. And now she's 14. And it was... It was hard, I think, more for me as a mother, like, because I would worry, you know, and he, he expressed himself differently than I did, I guess, and he's not a warrior anyway. I mean, he's a warrior, but he's not a worrier. <laughs> he doesn't worry or fret about things, but he's definitely a warrior and, and you know, for the Lord. But anyhow, um... Yeah, so that was just a, a little rough patch, but I did speak over, you know, her, our other children, um, doing, you know, just speaking out the truth, the Lord, you know, if you train your child up in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it, and I would cry out to God all the time, like, Lord, we are, we have, what is going on, that's you know, what's happening, she's, it seems like she's departing from it, and we just had to keep in faith with that, that no matter what it looked like, that wasn't the truth, that she was not departing, and she later told me that she never did, she never, I mean, there were times, I mean, literally, my husband tried to cast demons out of her, and he was like, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> and she would be like, Jesus Christ. And he'd be like, is he your Lord and Savior? Yes, he's my Lord and Savior. <laughs> so we're like, okay. She's not, she's not possessed. She's, she's definitely, she's saved. All this stuff. But because her behavior was so, so contrary to what we had taught her, the way she had grown up, but she told me, Mom, you know, no matter what I did ever in my life, I never once said to anybody, I don't believe in Jesus. Or, like, if anybody ever asked me, like, hey, what's your faith? Or, um, she always said she was a Christian and that she believed Jesus for her salvation. And she would even minister to people in the middle of whatever she was doing. So that was a huge blessing, and that was, that's testimony to me, part of her testimony, that, that promise is true. You train your child up in the way they go, they will not depart from it the way they should go. You know, that you give them that foundation, and it's a strong foundation, and they're not gonna, you just, you know, you have to believe that, that they're not going to waver. They're not going to, but she, you know, she's 14, 15, 16, 17 years old during this time in her life, and she had to detach herself from our beliefs and what we have told her and what she had learned um, from youth or church or anything like that, detach herself from, not detach herself from it, but learn how to have her own beliefs and her own relationship with Jesus, you know, so that was, and that's great, that's how it should be, you know, I would never want any, I actually had, you know, uh, uh, an experience yesterday with one of my younger daughters about that, you know, I never want to force any of my children, like, this is the way it is, this is the way you have to believe, you know, we, 
we raise them up and train them up in the way that they should go because Jesus is, you know, the the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the only way to the Father. Um, but I don't want to force that down my children's throat. We try and live by example. We tell them what God God's best for them is. And they're free to make that choice. That's God's heart towards us and to all his children and to our children you know, like, he gives us free will. Of course he would love for us to choose him. But that's for us to choose. And I want all my kids to make that decision on their own and not influence them or make them feel like they're not loved or accepted or wanted in our home because if because they choose something different. But the behavior that she was showing and the things that she was going through and doing and all these things, it was very hard for us to handle in that moment at that time because we had several other children in the home and it was kind of like pretty unsafe, pretty unsafe, the things that she was doing. And so it was a concern. And of course, the agencies, three-letter agencies got involved again with that process and it was just hard it was hard to and frustrating to balance you know loving her and just trying to be graceful and um keep the other children safe without you know losing all of them it, it was very hard it was very hard and it was very hard emotionally on me to see such a change in my baby girl like she she changed a lot during that time she kind of was ostracized from the rest of the family um a lot of her the people that she was really close with in the family kind of backed away from her and understandably because she changed a lot she kind of wasn't the same person that they grew up with you know playing with and everything she just went a different way for a long time but I just kept speaking restoration God's restoration over her life and over her relationship with Jesus and thank the Lord like like I said it's still a bumpy a bumpy roads you know and we all we all have that we're all running our own race so of course, I'm not going to speak anything negative over her life, but it's definitely been a struggle, and that's how, I mean, right now, she's only 21 years old, so, man, for her to have, and she's so wise, she's so wise, and it's like, <laughs> dude, why don't you take your own wisdom and apply it to your own life not her own wisdom but the wisdom that the lord has given her because he speaks to her i i'm amazed by the way he speaks to her and she comes to me and says mom god told me this god told me that you know i had a revelation on this or you know during worship or during screaming in tongues while i'm driving he he spoke to me in this way so it's like her relationship with Christ has grown magnitudes. It's amazing to, you know, to hear her talk. And she yells at me. She'll call, like, you know, we'll be talking on the phone and I'll say something that's, um, I'm down on myself or I'm discouraged about something. And she'll encourage me and lift me up. And 
and be like, no, mom, no, that's not. And she'll be like, the word of God says, and she's like, I know that's not right. That's just a lie straight from the pits of hell. <laughs> so that's a huge blessing, you know, and she she has days, I have days, and when we talk to each other, we lift each other up and encourage each other and sharpen each other's iron the way it should be, and I love that, I love that about her and my husband and and my littler children, and it's just, we all, we all encourage each other, and that's, it's such a blessing, um, so that's pretty much her sitch and a testimony that and, and I we I don't want to badmouth anybody but we did I think that there's a lot of good meaning people that gave some advice that helped at the time it did it did it did help at the time but I feel like it was more of a band-aid and I don't think, for me at least, I can't speak for my husband, because my husband was, he's always been on a very different level spiritually than me. Um, but I was never sure in praying or, you know, I'm just like, oh, it's easier just to call somebody and ask them what I should do. You know, that way, you know, because what if I don't hear right? Or, you know, what if God doesn't? answer in time like I need an answer now which I probably really didn't but I'm I, I've been known to be pretty impatient but anyhow um looking back now I just wish that I would have prayed about it more our situations um I think that we burdened a lot of people <laughs> with our drama and, you know, when they didn't need to be burdened by certain things and they didn't need to be put in that situation to be asked, like, oh, you know, what should I do? And I know that they love us very much and they mean very well for our family. But sometimes you don't know. You don't know all the intricate details of someone's life or, you know, and they would say, why don't you pray about it? you know, or what does your husband think, or, you know, so I think we, j I, I wish we would have just been more mm, in tune to the Holy Spirit and willing to go to the Lord first, instead of depend upon other people for advice on how, what to do with, with our daughter and with other situations and stuff. So all that to say, you know, she has an amazing testimony as well, and someday I hope that she starts a podcast or a YouTube channel or just gets to preach all over the world and give her testimony because she's amazing. Wonderful, wonderful gal. <laughs> um, and I'm a little biased, but really she is. Um, so that's pretty much 35 to 40 was pretty calm and and I also wanted to point out that I don't really know if that's a good or a bad thing I know it's definitely good that it wasn't drama filled the way it was the first 25 years 20 you know almost 30 um definitely better than that but I will say 
that when you're in your comfort zone, even if you're a Christian, it's kind of, for me, for me, I'm not, I shouldn't say when you're a Christian because that generalizes, you know, like I'm speaking about everybody, but I just, I don't want to do that. I want to speak just for me and my own testimony. When I was in my comfort zone, I was zoned out. I just went through the motions and I think I've said this before in one of my previous testimony episodes that, um, I'm ashamed to say that. I didn't really read my Bible. I mean, I did. I did. I can't really say I didn't at all. I would do Bible plans. Um, I would go to church. I would serve in the church. Um, but honestly, I did not have that deep, deep relationship with Jesus Christ. Like, Song of Solomon <laughs> book type relationship where he is my beloved I am his he is mine we dance together you know all that stuff I did not have that intimacy with him and I think it's because I was scared I think it was fear of being disappointed committing like in natural relationships you know you get with somebody and you or you marry somebody and you just don't want to give them everything because you are afraid that they're not going to still love you if they knew everything about you. So that's kind of, and it was ridiculous for me to think that, but n now I think 40 to 45, which will be the next and last episode of my testimony, it really changed significantly. Um, my the deepness and intimacy level of my relationship with Jesus before, well, during this five-year period, um, it was just kind of scratching the surface. If that, I don't, I guess that's the best way to say it. You know, I sat in church twice a week, served, you know, did this, did that, went through the motions. Like I said, I was in my comfort zone, um, not really stretching my temples and being uncomfortable. Like I would, I used to think like, oh, I have to have peace about it. If I'm not feeling peaceful all the time, then it must not be God. Well, 40 to 45, I realized that being a Christian and being, um, intimate with Jesus Christ is hard sometimes and very uncomfortable sometimes. I have a couple stories next and last episode about that. So I don't know why I was under that impression and I didn't really know who God was for 13, 12, 13 years. Like I just, I mean, I knew he was God. I knew he was good. I knew I was going to heaven I love worship, I love to worship, you know, all the things, but I don't know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that get what I'm trying to say, but I don't want to stay on it too long and keep, I, I think I'm just rambling at this point, but anyhow, so I finished, uh, 35 to 40, I finished up having our children, and 
um, got my tubes tied, actually, after number eight, which I regret, and my husband was kind of angry with me, <laughs> um, he wasn't there, I mean, we had talked about it, and I was going, he was okay with me doing it, but I was gonna wait until, um, my six-week appointment, um, and I kind of knew, and he pretty much, I th I'm pretty sure he knew also, that if I did wait until my six-week appointment to tie my tubes, I probably would not have. Um, and then she, our youngest ended up being an emergency C-section. So, I, at that point, the experience I had had at the hospital, right before I was rushed to the, to the, sur um, what's that, uh, operation room, um, I was just like, yeah, we're, I'm done, and my husband wasn't there to be like, no fool, we are not done, <laughs> you are not doing that right now, my daughter was actually, our oldest was actually in the, um, surgery with me, my C-section, she was sitting next to me, uh, my husband had left to go check on the other kids, um, so the doctor, while she was there, after, after our youngest came out, she's like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yes, please. And she was like, are you sure? Because I'm about to um, cut, burn, and, you know, tie, cut, and burn. And I was like, tie, cut, and burn those tubes up. And because it was, wow. I thought she was going to die. I thought I was going to die. My faith, like, went out the window for a few hours. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm done being pregnant. I'm done with this. It's too hard. Um, and so, yeah, I did it. And now I regret it. But it's right. Because the Lord can restore even that. He's opened closed wombs he's he can untie uncut and unburn <laughs> i believe that i truly believe that so me and him have been discussing that but anyhow that's a, another subject for another podcast or not <laughs> um so yeah we'll be back for 40 to 45 years old which i just turned 45 so that's gonna be my last episode and that half decade is pretty exciting, guys. Pretty exciting. There's a lot of a lot of great stories and awesome things that happened with me and my family and my testimony and lots of stuff. So, um, again, if you have any questions or praise reports, prayer requests, you can reach me on Facebook Messenger. Just search me as Angela Lopez, and I love you guys, and I will talk at you next Wednesday. Bye!